0: Montel here, and thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. And I am so psyched and excited to have the guest that we have with us today. She's a cannabis influencer. She's a music photographer and journalist. And in a world that's consumed by A-list celebrity media and viral campaigns, it makes you wonder, who are the people behind the content that everybody loves so much? Well, it's, it's no question that they're definitely behind... The content that's provided by this lady and she's the, the detroit-based influencer jessica golich experienced significant success in photography and being a photographer for musicians and covering large festivals like coachella but she's also had an appetite for life, and her appetite for life has been consumed by so many people right now, and they love everything and every bit of content she puts out. So I got to say, thanks so much, Jessica Golis, for being a part of Let's Be Blunt with Montel today. Thank you so much for being here, girlfriend.
1: Thank you so much, Montel, for having me. It's truly an honor.
0: And as we get started, Jessica, why don't you tell me a little bit about that cool shirt that you're wearing right there?
1: Thank you. Yeah. So it says, if you want to change the system, speak up. White silence is pro-racism. And it's something that I strongly believe in. I'm really proud to see the Black Lives Movement transform the way society operates. And there's Russ is a rapper who creates a lot of conscious music and he tags up with a designer named Kid Super. And all the proceeds for these shirts go to Black Lives Matter.
0: Yeah. OK, well, we'll make sure. Where, what website didn't they go to to buy one?
1: Uh, you can go on Kid Super's website. He has a full website, and I believe that it is sponsored right up top, and they just added hoodies, too.
0: Okay. All right. So go to – say his name again.
1: Kid Super K- K-I-D-S-U-P-E-R.
0: Okay. KidSuper.com. Going up there and get yourself a T-shirt and support Black Lives Matter. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Now, look, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you – You started off as a photojournalist, but you kind of started off in an odd way. Why don't you tell us about how you've blown into this huge influencer that you are?
1: Yeah, it really has been a transformative five years. So I began by answering a random Craigslist ad to be a music journalist. I noticed that they were looking for people centered in Detroit to sort of expand their outreach to cover local shows. I had no experience in journalism whatsoever. And I thought, okay, I've been writing poetry my whole life. I'm really good with words. Therefore, how can I transform this into an opportunity to potentially create a career? So I answered that pitch and in the midst of being able I, I was able to capitalize on opportunities for working for a major excuse me, a major publication. And in doing so, I created a network with a lot of different music publicists. And they were able to provide me access to a variety of shows and access to a lot of talent to interview. And in doing so, I built a reputation for making sure to keep the the interviews aligned with the human element beyond just their typical press run. And in through doing so, I was able to build out a music section entirely on this publication and really build a rapport for myself. And. I, What I've been able to experience in five years, Montel, is crazy. It's a life in itself, and it's something I'm
0: forever grateful for. I mean, you've been you've been interviewing some of the best, the biggest, and greatest, and best from Britney Spears to Justin Timberlake to Snoop Dogg. You know, I'm working with on a project with Snoop Dogg's company right now myself. But, 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 uh, go ahead, be a name dropper. Tell me some of the other names you work with.
1: Thank you. Yes. So I've worked with like Snoop Dogg, the Chainsmokers, Thirty Seconds to Mark, Brad Paisley, Keith Urban. Greta Van Sleet, who I'm dear friends with. I love those guys. They're very conscious, very, very, very mindful of their pr- position of privilege and use it to their advantage for the whole world. Uh, who else? Let's see. Tons of rock bands. Poison, Sticks, Corn, Breaking Benjamin. <laughs>
0: You've got a job that I'm telling you, I think most people would just dream of being able to sit in the same room with some of these people. And I mean, and you get close, you get up and personal with them, you get to ask them personal questions, and they really, really, really take to you. What do you think is your, is your little, you know, little in that nobody else has?
1: It's the human element. It's ensuring that I keep in mind that they are a human being no matter what they've accomplished and look at them as such beyond their accolades. And in doing so, it creates a more intimate uh, connection immediately. And that intimate connection leads to a broader awareness of what their privilege is and then they spill the beans.
0: Do you do you go and see them when you go to a concert? Do you go and see them first before the concert and say, hey, how you doing? Look, I'm going to cover you, but I'll get an interview with you later. And then you let them do the concert, and then you interview them later? Or do you just hang out with them the whole time?
1: It depends. So it depends on really the relationship that I have with their publicist. But if I have a good relationship with their publicist, I typically have that opportunity. For instance, I, uh, do you mind me sharing a story? A please, pretty good story? please story? Yeah. Cool. So I was at Coachella and as a freelance journalist, being accepted for a member of the media was life-changing. And while I was there, I had a really good relationship with a publicist who was able to give me access to a touring band that came from Japan that is legendary. Their name's ex-Japan. And I was able to sit down with them and have a full conversation backstage at Coachella. And their whole posse and everybody was around them, but it was so intimate while the whole festival was happening behind me. It felt so, it it was a dream, literally a dream come true.
0: Wow. Well, and so, I I mean, I get you uh, just, just appearance and your personality would set people at ease to begin with, but now you've kind of, you've kind of shifted, not only in covering bands and music, but now you've become, an influencer in the same space that you know I love, and that's the cannabis space. That's why we're here at Let's Be Well, what started you down that path? What
1: started me down that path was personal self-discovery. I was beginning to experiment more with cannabis, medicinal cannabis in Michigan, and realizing the self-discovery and the intuitive elements that were coming out of me through cannabis use. It was My creativity was flowing in a way I'd never experienced. And I realized that I was building a deep, like sacred connection with, with cannabis. And I wanted to share it with the world. I was building this platform. I wanted to transform it to ensure that I was still maintaining the music element, but adding another element that was part of me. And cannabis just became a major part of my everyday life. And it transformed who I am in a human being, as a human being in so many ways that I love to share that with the world. And I love to share how it's put me more in tune with myself.
0: Now, did you start your journey because of an underlying medical condition or did you start your journey just being a, 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 a partaker of adult use?
1: Partaker of adult use. And that's a good question because I've really done some research on your journey as well and how it's really helped you medicinally cure yourself. And I think that it's medicinally can help me cure myself mentally in many ways that I haven't, that isn't on paper. It isn't approved by a, a by a doctor.
0: Well, you know, I've been one to say that almost anyone who is brought, who is drawn to cannabis, say, instead of being drawn to alcohol in an adult use world, really is being drawn there because they have an underlying issue that they've been dealing with that cannabis seems to assuage so not that your issue has to be so extremely medical but even if it's just anxiety or if it's just a matter of not being able to sleep well if it's not a matter of matter being able to focus well modern people don't understand that a lot of our greatest artists of our past years were cannabis users
1: and have been and i think artists even prior to our our past years and now that it's becoming a lot more in uh commonly accepted throughout modern media we're seeing it being used. Publicly, even more, and I think that's so important. Seeing the public perception shift because that provides so many opportunities for entrepreneurs, for businesses to open—you name
0: it. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of people. I'm going to tell you, I—let's be blunt—has a really broad audience. We have almost every age demographic that there is, and a lot of people are trying to understand what this term influencer means. And I mean, you, you are one of those. Why don't you explain to us what you think influencer means?
1: I think an influencer is an energy and I think it's the energy that you're able to convey to the community that you build and through your passion, it naturally comes through creatively through both your content, the way that you speak, the way that you live. Being an influencer is a lifestyle. Knowing that this supp- supplement to my life, this plant has enhanced my life, my daily wellness so much, intrigued me even more to want to take my business to the next level in brand. Therefore, you- Utilizing the influencer space was the best bet in 2020.
0: Okay, and, and, and what do you want to, want to achieve? Like, uh, uh, let's say one year, two years, three years, four years, five years. What, what's your plan in utilizing your platform to make a difference and especially in your generation's lives?
1: So I've been able to use cannabis therapeutically in so many different ways. Like you said, it's helped me with my anxiety with sleep with brain function, cognitive function, you name it. And in doing so, I've been able to learn and study a lot about how cannabis can continue to help others and how it helps my mother, how it helps my dad. And taking that education and putting it into a product line is my next step. And that's what I really look forward to. And I recently did sign a deal with a brand and we're moving forward with building out uh, my own cannabis line. And I cannot wait to be part of every part of the process from learning to grow, market, you name it.
0: Well, that's that's probably I got to tell you just this little little piece of touch of advice from me, is is make sure that you become your own expert. You don't need an expert to tell you what it is you want to do. You tell them what it is you want to do, and make them manufacture a product to meet your standards. And of course, one of the most important things in this is making sure that you put in a, produce a product that's efficaciously safe and sound. And, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, manufacturers out there that are still using techniques that are trying to cut corners and trying to, you know, see if they can, you know, produce a large, good quality product. And yeah, and it's similar the right- to
1: growing fruit is what I tell other people. So think about it from this way. You're, you're putting pe- pesticides on this fruit to mass produce for others to consume to, to fuel your bottom line. The cannabis industry, as it becomes more of a medical product, is going to be portrayed as such, from my perception, down the line.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm glad I'm glad you're looking at it that way. And anytime I can be of any help for you, you let me know, and I'll reach out immediately and give you some tips. And I'm working on a couple of things right now myself that um, I think are going to be revolutionary in the cannabis industry. There's some ways I've used
1: to- your products. I've oh, used Select. You. Yeah, and I've used Select a lot and I carry some of the disposables with me and I didn't know that was the product that you were invested in until I did further research. And I know that you had a brand as
0: well. In fact, Select was my my, uh, contract manufacturer and was actually producing a product that we were at the marketplace called Montel. I am right now in the process of changing uh, uh, manufacturers and I'll have new product in the marketplace within the next few months but right now you can still get my cbd product you know in the mail if you just go up on motto you can find my cbd product and our cbd product again and i've been involved in this now for 20 years long before this was vogue long before there was a green rush and people decided to jump on board a bandwagon i was literally in the streets trying to see if i can ensure passage of legislation to allow patients to have a private conversation with their doctors but I've been so concerned, and, and initially, early back, you know, 20 years ago, I was concerned because a lot of the manufacturers were using, te- using techniques that were just, I, I think, really ethical, detrimental. In a way. Oh yeah, I, really. You can't call something medical or medicine, and you're using something that's detrimental to people's health. And so I was trying my best to at least get us to convert over to less caustic ways to extract the product and now I'm working with and talking to some of the top leading doctors and scientists in the world and understanding that there's a lot more out there even like right now recently you know there's some articles that are being written right now that talk about you know the very very powerful antioxidant uh, attributes of some of the cannabinoids that we're not even mostly talking about in this industry you know everybody got caught but up my in talent, the CBD. here's
1: my perception of that you, from what I've studied, have a strong knowledge of nutrition as well and how that affects your body. You have a strong You have strong knowledge of the overall system and how our body works and self-knowledge as well. Taking that to, ins- to ensuring that your product is safe and meets your standards is going to be something you do, period, because you won't allow that on the market unless it does. And that, to me, is integrity.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate that for you. And I'm, I will also tell you that, you know, your product that you put out on a daily basis when you're just talking about cannabis and you're talking about the cannabis experience is just as powerful as what I'm trying to do because you're spreading the word. It's like, you know, remember that old that old book we read when we were in elementary school called Johnny Appleseed. You know, let's all be Johnny Appleseed. Make sure we know that, you know, way, way back there was a reason why an apple a day kept the doctor away. There's a reason why cannabis every day. Can help keep the doctor away because yes, the and the components. same
1: apple that we ate fifty years ago is not the same apple that we're eating today because it's manufactured differently.
0: Correct. We got apples right now. A lot of people don't even know that green apple that you see on the shelf in you know December and January and February probably was grown last January and February and has been frozen and stuffed away in chemicals for a year. And then thaw it and put it on a shelf to make it look like it's brand new. So we got a And really don't cool. even get
1: me started on how you're paying for packaging as well. But I really, something that I'm really passionate about as well, and I know you are too, I live a predominantly raw vegan lifestyle. And I really think that enhances my cannabis experience too. What is your perception of how nutrition does enhance?
0: Oh, I'm no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, I, I kind of, I'm one of those cyclers. I constantly, I am constantly doing intermittent fasting i do that that's, oh, a part yeah, me of my, too. that's a part of my everyday life but i kind of go three months on uh vegan three months off three months on three oh, months cool. off, which is not necessarily the best either i'm not going to tell this to people and tell people that that's a routine but it they what works follow. for you but it works for me it's helped me to be able to to maintain the inflammation levels in my body and be able to keep it and i love to be able to go vegan 100 percent um, unfortunately this COVID thing just, you know, smacked me right upside the head because I can't go to the grocery store and shop myself. I have to have food delivered. And when it's delivered, I don't trust the person making a choice for me when they go up and down the vegetable rack. So.
1: Isn't that something? And as I know that there's so many different ways that society has created uh, convenience through different apps and delivery systems, but I, that's correct, correct. I love going to the market and picking out my own fresh juicy produce, because I know that's what I'm fueling my body, my energy, my soul with, you know?
0: Absolutely. And I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you shared. Do you talk a lot about that on your podcast or, you know, when you,
1: um, I don't, I don't have my own podcast yet. I don't talk about that on my platform, but I do look forward to incorporating that when I feel hundred percent ready, I continue to educate myself. This is my lifestyle. I've lived this way since I was 19 or so I'm 30 now. And, and through doing so, I've become a more cultivated, worldly human being, and I really, really attribute that to nutrition and cannabis.
0: No, that's so good. That's so, do you share that with the, you know, some of the, the talent that uh, you you get the uh, interview?
1: You know, you're influencing me to want to share even more. I I haven't. No, I really haven't. And that's something of my life that I know, and that knowledge can help transform others. And I I look forward to reflecting and. Seeing that a bit more and bringing
0: it forward. I mean, only as a suggestion because I, you know, you're you actually get to sit in those private dressing rooms with some of the, you know, the biggest influencers in the world right now, people who have platforms that go on. Uh, that that break borders and so just think about it if you were sitting in a room with you know Britney Spears and to take 2 minutes to say oh Britney and by the way you know if you really want to you know accentuate the you know the, the plumpness of your skin is something that you want to consider when it comes to nutrition
1: and that's an inner that's an and I I'm well aware of that that's an inner system if you want your skin to be more vibrant it definitely is what what you consume not what you're putting on topical thank you for this this is really inspiring
0: a facelift from inside you know i mean, i talk about it all the time like i'm i'm a huge consumer of coconut water I, I probably drink a quarter a quarter of it a day and i've been doing that now for well over 15 years and i've been doing that because what people don't understand is it's a facelift from inside and it's an energy lift it's the spirit lift it's a daily
1: wellness practice that is a lifestyle it's really and i Every morning I wake up raw green juice to ensure that I'm centered, grounded, and it helps my cells just come alive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what people don't understand is that you know, I mean, even even back during World War II, you know, coconut water was used as uh, for for blood plasma because coconut water is only about three molecules off your blood plasma. So that's a very interesting thing. It can sustain life by being pumped into your blood vessels, but at the same time, you know, it helps to hydrate your cells. So it actually permeates the same way that we now know cannabinoids work in a very unique way inside of our bodies except, especially at the cellular level you know you know exactly. very well. at the
1: cellular level, yeah, level.
0: We, absolutely yeah you know very well that we have the endocannabinoid system which is a yep. system that we were born with Uh, that is is made up of multiple cannabinoids that we actually create ourselves. We don't even have to have external cannabinoids. So it's really important that that info gets put out there. So I'm glad you're doing that and you're working on it. Tell me a little bit about your TikTok world.
1: Thank you. So TikTok has definitely been a transformative world in itself. I began by getting a uh, cold email from a third party asking me if I wanted to join a new social network. My perception was, yeah, sure. Why not grow my network? I lo- I live and love social media. Let's see what this is about. I went on, tried to see what was going on, and then I said, I'm going to build out a niche, a- niche. And then in doing so, I was able to showcase all the backstage footage, all the front row footage, and built a world through it. Right now, I'm sort of transforming it into incorporating more of my personality and my experiences. And now you've influenced me to hopefully do some cooking videos and showcase different nutrients and how they could help you throughout. Yet it, TikTok has changed my life. It, the algorithm on there is so accessible to the public and you really are able to grow organically on, on a, through a network in a way that no other network provides right now.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And so you're, you've, you've got plans for expanding your TikTok profile.
1: Yes. And I am doing so right right now and it's working i've been doing a lot of just voiceover stuff and skits because that's what tiktok's really about um hopefully learning to dance a little bit more and it just showcases more of my day-to-day me and in doing so lately it's it's been positive my my audience has been growing
0: that's so great is this is this part of what's uh, you're doing with life beyond the music
1: yeah so life beyond the music uh, I launched a independent publication after being with the major publication for about two and a half, three years. I knew that it was time to take it my own route. I learned the back end skills. I learned how to build a website. I learned how to host everything. So I said, okay, I'm going to take the summer off and do this. I I spent the whole summer making sure that I did the Google SEO search, making sure I picked the perfect name for what would stand out for me. What, I, like I said previously, what I've done with with interviews is making sure to pull out the human element. So life beyond the music, showcasing within the interviews that we're showing them more than what the music is for the artist has been so great. I was able to interview all, a whole new batch of artists, a whole new world through the publishers, excuse me, through the publicist relationships I've had previously. And taking those into life beyond the music just expanded my network even more. It's I'm so blessed.
0: No, I can imagine that you know a lot of a lot of the celebs that you do talk to don't often get an opportunity to talk about what their life is like beyond the music, and so you give them that platform to do that, right?
1: Yeah, and some are shell shocked, Montel, which is crazy to me because it's sad that right not sad, it's an opportunity for growth with the modern media that the showcase is only on what's going to pull the bottom line. But if you continue to dive into the human element, the viewers are going to be more intrigued to learn more about them, and they're going to be more bought into their brand, period.
0: Absolutely. Look, I tell you what, I got to take a little break. I got to pay a couple of bills, and that's what you'll find out is happening in the podcast world. But I'm here with Jessica Golich, and thank you so much for being here. And for all of you out there listening and and tuned in, don't go away. I'm going to pay a couple of bills. I'll be back right after this. Well, welcome back to Let's Be Blood with Montel, and thank you so much for tuning in today. And we've been talking to one of the top A-list influencers in the world, and that is Jessica Golich, who's a photographer and journalist who gets to spend a lot of time interviewing and, and, and talking to a lot of our top musical talent in the world, but also has become, you know, one of the top cannabis influencers, I think, out there right now. So thanks so much, Jessica, for being a part of the show today.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so humbled by what you just said, and it's an honor to share
0: your space. No, absolutely. Look, you know, you were right before the break, you were talking about the fact that you had just started this whole new process, which is life beyond the music. You've been doing interviews like that. Why don't you share it again without I want people to go and find this, the, the, the publication and read it there. Why don't you give us a couple of stories about, you know, uh, someone that shocked you when you asked them questions about life beyond music?
1: I've been really excited to tell this story. So I sort of briefly told on TikTok, I had the opportunity recently to photograph Snoop Dogg at his concert. I didn't think it would turn out to an opportunity to shoot his whole meet and greets from the whole day within the day after. So I went to the Snoop Dogg concert and took the photos. It was a great time. Tons of photographers in the pit. So put my photos online, turned out great. I got a call saying that Snoop Dogg was in town the next day and they needed photographers there. So I immediately got ready, went to where the event was and was able to spend the entire day personally photographing Snoop Dogg with all his fans, everyone at the meet and greet. It was beautiful. But what stood out the most to me was how humble, grounded, and kind Snoop Dogg was. To me, I've I've been blessed to be amongst a lot of really um, A-list celebrities. And in through doing so, you see a lot of different personalities with, Artists all over the world, you see different personalities. To me, Snoop Dogg just lives and loves it. And it was so visible. And Montel, I'll say this candidly, it was the day after Kobe Bryant's death. And them two being such dear friends and him recognizing, I am Snoop Dogg. I committed to this event. I'm going to go for it, period. And that to me, that human element really stuck with me. It gives me chills talking about it. He did not leave that. That place was packed. And he would not leave until everybody really was able to mingle.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And were you able to ask many questions that uh, surprised you for the beyond? Was um,
1: I was able to talk to him more in depth, but he was really focusing in on the fans. And I was really just video and filming a lot. But he was, any conversation, everything was so nice. Like, do you want water, this, that? He was really courteous. Of knowing that everybody's there for him.
0: Wow. wow. Yeah. Any, anybody, anything else stand out in the behind being you know, beyond the music? Uh- um,
1: let's see life beyond the music. Yes. The Forbes event. So I got invited to Forbes under 30 event to photograph it. And that was crazy. It was everybody, a ton of like athletes were there entrepreneurs, just investors, celebrities. And it was so diverse and it gave me an opportunity to photograph Serena Williams, Kevin Durant, and that to me was crazy. They were so kind too. And Kevin Durant really spilled some beans about his with his business acumen, about how he built his different businesses that he has beyond basketball. And that was really provided a lot of value for me too.
0: Wow. That's really good. Really good. Now you live in Detroit, right? I do. Now, were you able to participate in any of the Black Lives Matters movement in Detroit? Yeah, I, I was outside with um,
1: with some of the protests and I took a ton of photos and I have some videos and I was actually able to meet a lot of up and coming leaders in Detroit that are doing a lot of good.
0: So, and, and you know, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you your take, what is your take on just the social climate of America today, what's your take? And, and, and maybe I'm going to ask it in two ways. What's your take of your generation's response? And because you're kind of, you said you're 30, so you're on the other side of Generation Z. You're right at the, you know, you're, you're at the tail end of what, what, do you, what generation do you call yourself?
1: I haven't really put myself in that title. I, you know, I, f- I feel like, in re- I say that so respectfully, I, I, and I understand that that's like the standard way. But I think that there's an old soul mentality to me that really I just don't want to put myself in that box. but the, to the question that you asked, I really think our social climate is in a place of being able to create transformative change, but we're not there yet. we we're, we're We're pushing forward, the protests have been beautiful. the murals, the the community, the communal spirit coming together, seeing people of all different colors really root for the freedom and the justice that black people deserve. And this is coming from a very, very privileged Arabic American human being. I recognize my privilege and it is my, it's my right. I mean, it's its my social responsibility to take care of our friends and family. I have, I grew up in a neighborhood that had so many, I was surrounded by so many black people, so many Arabic people, so much culture and that is what's made me cultivated as a human being. I really really commend my parents for putting me and sticking me into that atmosphere cuz I've been able to allow me to approach conversations with any walk of the world, any walk of life and realize that they are simply a human being. And that is where I think that if society is able to shift to that point that is justice. But that's going to take a lot of work.
0: A lot of work, but you think are we are we headed in the right direction? Because I mean I think as we still maintain, you know, those who are in power, who are in power who seem to want to be fighting again, you know, years ago I used to say, you know, and I don't say this in a derogatory against one individual. I use the term to represent a mindset. But I have said for the last seven or eight years that this is the last stand of the redneck. I mean, there are people just like if it was the Alamo, they are ready to fight to the death to keep the walls built the way they are. So there are people out here right now that are fighting us right now to the death and would prefer to fight us to the death to keep the status quo of hate and bigotry alive in America. Do you think that there's a force that's strong enough right now in your generation and and in your age group to to overcome this group?
1: Yes. And we have to continue to fight for that and make the change in November. And here's my portrayal of what you just said. I think that with the redneck aspect, the subconscious behaviors that they are putting in portrayals of their beliefs throughout their homes, and you're driving through a neighborhood and you see just Tons of political, their political beliefs planted on their lawns. To me, okay, if a mind's not really mindful of what's going on, they're driving in their car. They're subconsciously consuming that. You don't really see other people that are are voting the other way, portraying that on their lawns visibly like that. That's what we need to be careful of. That to me is danger.
0: Absolutely, and and you know, so I I I wonder how do we get. Those on the side of trying to change the status quo to recognize the fact that they need to do a little bit more of subliminal messaging themselves. I mean, I think you get to do it yourself as an influencer because you don't have to hit somebody in the head with a hammer to make them think. But how do we get the masses to do this?
1: I think that right now the artists artists continuing to step forward with murals Painting their feelings, painting their emotions of how this has personally affected their lives, the bigotry and the mental poverty, poverty that they've experienced by being racially profiled their entire lives, coming out and showcasing that, those subconscious reminders, that's what we need. We need more of art murals showcasing their belief systems to push this forward and make sure that somebody's out of office in November.
0: I'm telling you now. I, I clearly, I, you you must be doing as much as you can through your outlet to make sure we get out the vote, right?
1: Oh my gosh! I have been pushing, 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 Montel. I won't stop. I think that really we need that. That our our world needs. It. It's not even just the country now. Our world needs him out.
0: Absolutely, I think you know uh, we're we're especially every single day. Uh, it seems as if. Uh, He just steps on it more and more and more and more and shows truly who he is and who he has always been.
1: He is one of the most, if not the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous people alive because he is so narcissistic in a way that and consumed with his own belief systems that how are you, how are someone in such a position of power and privilege to not be able to sit down and have a debate? A true debate and be receptive of others' belief systems. Not necessarily consume it, but be receptive and respectful of it.
0: Yeah, just to be able to hear it, absolutely. So, what what do we see, and again, in the future, right now, what's coming down the pike that uh, we all should be be looking forward to?
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, with me, like I said, building out the cannabis line, I cannot wait to begin that. We're beginning with the influencer work, but I cannot wait to see the product being fulfilled and continuing to build out with this brand that I partner with that I look forward to making an announcement about soon.
0: Great, great. And that'll be uh, nationwide or are are you going to separate it into medical cannabis with THC and then a CBD line or a hemp line? What are you thinking about doing?
1: It's definitely going to be based in Michigan for right now. And as for the rest of logistics, I haven't had that figured out yet.
0: Okay, as you know, again, when it comes to you can right now, because of the the most recent farm bill, we can sell hemp products, broad-spectrum hemp products across the board, across multiple state lines. It's the THC products that we have to sell within our own individual states because it has to be grown there and processed there, right? Yep. So you probably start your THC line in, in Michigan. Michigan. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, I have very good friends in Michigan, so I'll make sure I, I reach out to some of them and let them you know, know to expect your line coming. Do you have a name for it already?
1: My interest of naming it is high vibrational
0: by Jessica Gulich. Oh, there you go, there you go, high vibration. That sounds really good. Well, look, I can't thank you enough, Jessica, for being here and being here and sharing with our let's be blunt audience. I mean, I know that they're going to really appreciate the fact that you've been here with us today. And I can't tell any time you want to come back. If you want to come back when the line is ready, please come back because oh, I'd yeah, love to, I'd be to have you. absolutely thank and, you, you so know, much. If you come up with a good CBD product, you can send a little bit my way. I'll sample it for you and make sure everybody in my world knows that it's there.
1: When it all comes out, Montel, I'd love to send it all to you. But thank you so much for your time and for allowing me onto the show. It's truly an honor.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, again, you know, we know now that, and I'm going to make this as the last comment, but we know that. Cannabis does affect our lives in ways that people don't even have the slightest idea. It can affect us in a positive way. So I want to make sure that all those out there make sure you listen to Jessica. Now, how do they get that? Well, how do they they read about what you put out? Where would that go to your so website? The
1: the best bet would be to look at my Instagram, Jessica X Golich, and that really all the captions really showcase my portrayal of justice, cannabis becoming legal federally legal there's so much that i talk about and within those words i hope that it inspires you to continue your journey of self-discovery and hopefully that includes cannabis
0: there you go couldn't that be better said thank you so much for being here and thank you all so much for joining us on this edition of let's be blunt